Hello, Solving Water listeners. I'm excited to bring you the 2022 iteration of our annual WefTech series. We're covering all new topics this year, including the importance of pipeline condition management in water utilities, plans that the Water Environment Federation has for the coming year, the work being done to highlight women and the critical role they play in the industry, how the water sector is prioritizing young professional development, and many more. Join me in tuning into this series for all these interesting conversations featuring ideas, news, and activities that are shaping today's water industry. Hi, I'm here at WefTech 2022 in New Orleans, and I am so excited to be here today with Patrick Decker, the CEO and president of Xylem, and Hayati Yarkidis, Senior Vice President and President of Europe Water Infrastructure and Global Services. Thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for having us. Thank so you, Amanda. So excited to have you. It's great like, to be in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, and you guys just got back from REACH, right? That's correct. That's right. I, I got in uh, yesterday afternoon. REACH is a very unique user conference where we had several hundred of our utility customers in person and we're streaming it live as we speak, and we've got about 1,200 utility customers across North America and the world. It's their conference where they give us feedback. They are the users of technology, and they give us feedback on what's working and what's not working. But great to be here. So glad you could join us on Solving Water today. So neither of you guys need an introduction. Usually I ask people to like, tell us about what you do, but you don't need that. But I know that um, we did make some exciting changes within Xylem recently that really are maximizing our strengths and driving collaboration in ways that we haven't before. Patrick, can you share a little bit about that from a high level, and including the addition of the Reservoir Center to our focus on partnerships? You know, we as a leadership team have done a lot of work on what our purpose is and how do we as a leadership team empower and resource our colleagues across the island, but also our channel partners and our customers. And so one of those commitments is keeping communities and customers first. I felt and we felt as a leadership team that we had reached a point of our progression where we needed to organize ourselves in a way that we could deliver the best of Xylem. Are we perfect? No. Is there work to be done? Yes, <laughs> lots of it. But the idea was to organize around our customers at a local level. And so we had done that already within Europe and in our countries that are part of our emerging markets, but we had not done that yet in North America. So we made that move to organize around customers as total xylem. So utilities, industrial, commercial building, residential, agricultural, that was the first move. Now out of that, it allowed us to simplify at the highest level the way we organize things. Enough on that, much more to come. In terms of the decision to move our headquarters from Rybrook, New York to, uh, to DC, and that is our new headquarters, there were a few things in that. First was being in DC, you have a presence. Decision-making, influence, where the action is, but you're in the heart of what's going on. And secondly, we wanted to lean out our corporate functions and so the space that we have in DC is only a fraction of that space is corporate. The entirety of the building is reservoir, the Reservoir Center for Water Solutions. And it's all about how do we open up to communities to get everybody else involved in the discussion on water. So we pay for the space, 
But anybody who has an interest in the discussion around water challenges is open to come in and use the space. So I welcome anybody listening in to this podcast. Come to these seats, 301 Water Street, Southeast District. Show up, and Gabby, managing the building, she will let you in, and we'd be thrilled to have you there. Yeah, it's a beautiful space, too. And I was fortunate enough to be present at some of the launch events earlier this year there. And it's just a gorgeous space. The crowd was wonderful. Lots of great partnerships. I know we have a very long list of affiliate partners. So you can go to ReservoirCenter.org to get more information about that as well. Hayati, shifting a little bit to the water utilities market, how is this new approach, because you have experience obviously with this already being organized in Europe, how is the new approach to the market better aligned to help water utilities address challenges with innovation? Sure, very happy to be here, so thanks thanks for having me. Patrick started his first comments with communities and, and customers. We serve hundreds of thousands of public utilities around the world and our customers and the communities they serve, they face amazing challenges. And they don't see these challenges through the lenses of our product lines, our business lines, our own lanes. They have a pain to go and reduce non-revenue water. They have a challenge to go and reduce energy consumption. You know, go and commit to net zero and work on it. So this is the best way for us to organize around the customer and have a pain conversation with them and then bring it into into the house, four walls of asylum, and our partners in the ecosystem and offer them the solutions that best fits their you know, solving their problems. So it's, I'm so proud that we're making those changes, okay? You know, we've got great experience in, in Asia, we've called emerging markets, that's how we operate, we've got work to do, but in Europe, similarly, we've done those changes a few years ago. Now, you know, Matthew Pine, my colleague, we, have, we work together, and we're making those chain changes in North America, and the last bits, you know, in, in Europe, and, you know, it's a journey, okay? But we've taken significant steps, and as Patrick said, the next steps will be around eliminating the barriers in front of our colleagues and the way our customers have access to our patricals that platform, right? So that that's simpler, easier, faster to solve the problems that they face every day. And I would just offer at the end, really quickly, I, I, would, I would offer and challenge anybody who's listening in, spend a day in the life of one of our customers. As Hayati said, they don't look at things through the lens of what we bring to them. They have a whole world of challenges they're dealing with, and the intention is for us to make it easier for them to access our platform, but to also motivate our own people internally to think that way, a day in the life of. And that's a great segue to my next question for you, Patrick. The water sector is having a well-deserved moment right now. Issues ranging from water quality, water scarcity, access to equity, accessibility, resilience, they're all becoming household topics. Mm -hmm. So you having been at the helm of Xylem for nine years now? Going on nine. Going on nine years. What are a few of the emerging challenges you're seeing in the water utilities industry and how has that shifted since you started? Well, there's a lot in that question. I would say that 
What is creating the spotlight on water right now is unfortunate, but we've seen it coming for a long time. And that is the intersection of climate change with aging infrastructure or, you know, underdeveloped infrastructure in certain parts of the world. And part of the reason that we've done some of the partnerships we've done for a number of years, including our partnership, you know, in the sports world with City Football Group was to create awareness, especially amongst youth. It's not that we're not going after my generation and older people, it's fine, but the actions required right now are longer than a year. You know, they're longer than a decade. And so we want to create a movement amongst youth to understand, be aware of the challenges. You know, it's your world. Don't be afraid of that. Don't get stuck in the politics of fear. Because while fear can be a motivator, it also can get people stuck where they are and lead to inaction. And that fear can be brought by the enormity. Well, how do we solve this? And we've moved uh, over the last number of years as Xylem to where probably three, four, five years ago, I'd be on panels trying to create movement by like awareness. But it was more of the fear. Now I find that our voice at the table is more around where are there real solutions that are actually being put in place and happening around the world. It could be technology, do things cheaper, make it affordable, but it's also keeping it simple. You know, water's local. And so our opportunity is to spread the word on the solutions that are already being put in place and how do we scale them? Not just as Xylem, I mean, you know, the world. Because I believe at the end of the day, that's the role that we as Xylem have is, is to lead the world and let's solve water. And so for the utilities, I mean, God bless every utility operator out there, a day in the life of. I'll wrap up this question by simply saying, what's lost on most people is when they hear about all these challenges and then they want to blame somebody, they always blame the utility as if we forget that they happen to live in the same community that they're serving. We're here to serve them so they can serve the communities in which we happen to live. That's an excellent response. Um, Hayati, customer collaboration and digital transformation are at the top of your list when it comes to helping water utilities address current challenges right now. Can you share some of the specific programs in this vein that you're leading and the challenges that you're addressing with digital transformation, for example? Absolutely. So again, I always go back to customer, as Patrick does, and, and communities they serve. So what are we solving for? We're not solving for digital. We're not solving for X, Y, Z product. What we're solving for, as Patrick said, our customers are serving billions of people around the world, and they're facing significant challenges today. Let me give you a couple of examples. We clean water. Water is energy intensive industry. We put energy in it and we lose or not measure 25% of that water that goes through the pipes, millions of kilometers of pipes around the world. We call that non-revenue water, okay? So it's about energy, it's about water scarcity. We have the solutions today, technologies, to offer that to our customers and them to their communities to reduce non-revenue water to very, very low level. 
emissions. Okay. Other one, energy consumption. The world is committing to the, what we call net zero to, to reduce, minimize greenhouse get emissions by 2030, by 2050 you know, to, to zero. And that's gonna take collaboration, looking beyond the four wall of our company. That, is, that excites me so much. And collaboration and listening to our customers and meeting them where they are in the journey. It's gonna be sometimes smart pumps, sometimes it's gonna be smart digital technologies that optimizes the whole network of our customers, and sometimes it's gonna be other solutions. So that's what excites me when I see the you know, challenges that, that they face and the opportunities we've got as a company, as a sector, whole water sector. You know, one of the things I love about Xylem and the way that we all live the mission in our daily work is that, at least in my opinion, Xylem has chosen to take a decidedly optimistic view of the global water situation. And we're approaching it with that in mind. We're developing new technologies, we're partnering with really innovative companies, both established organizations and startups, and we're bringing often overlooked aspects of our work to the forefront including digital solutions, a strong service, support capability, investment in philanthropy via Watermark, other initiatives that help some of the most underserved communities around the world. Hayati, what opportunities are you seeing for water utilities in Europe, and how are you starting to mobilize Xylem to capitalize on them, considering all this wonderful stuff we're doing at Xylem? I'm going to elevate to the global because, you know, Europe is not the only place where we've got these challenges. We've got our customers facing these challenges all around the world. But let me, you know, touch on the word that you use, optimism, okay? To find a solution to a problem, you have to intrinsically have to an optimism that you believe that problem can be solved. Otherwise, you can't come up with any solutions, right? <laughs> I am intrinsically an optimist, and I see this, you know, thousands of our colleagues in the company, they, have, they share the same optimism because the solutions are there, okay? Again, go back to earlier point Patrick and I, and I made, the opportunity is there is to sit down with our customers, have a no agenda, open listening conversation, okay? Don't try to put a, push a product, listen to and ask them this very simple question of what are the three biggest problems that you're facing that you're trying to solve? We call that consultative relationship, partnership with our customers. So I see a huge opportunity. Look, we've got, we've got thousands of amazing colleagues every day. They sell amazing products that we have. That's gonna continue. But the kind of next level kind of in, 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 the, in the engagement with the customer is what we call consultative engagement with our customers and trying to understand their deeply rooted challenges and then come back home uh, within our four walls and our ecosystems to put together the solutions to solve those problems. That, that, that excites me again. This is global, not yeah. only in Europe. So I, I would just, I, I would offer one word that works at every level of our organization and those we work with, that's trust. Yeah. At the end of the day, we have to earn the trust of our people in Xylem. We have to earn the trust of our channel partners, You know, different organizations that want to work with us. 
our customers, our communities, and that trust allows one to do a lot of things. But that trust is also fragile. And as my father once said, Rome was not built in a day, but it burned overnight. And that's the way trust happens. I think that's spot on. And like I said, I love working at Siloam because of this thread of optimism and the fact that what we do and how we work with people right, in this business is built on exactly what you just said. However, I was going to ask you about opportunities that you're seeing. I don't envy you having to prioritize because I'm sure there's tons of things that come across your desk every day that tons of opportunities that you have to decide what you're going to move forward with. But if you could call out one or two that you're focusing on for water utilities right now, that would be great. I would say for me, it's, again, spending a day in the life of them holding ourselves accountable, myself included, but really cascading that through the organization, that understanding what they deal with every day. Then we can provide solutions. Then we can sell something, but we meet them where they are. So that would be priority number one. Priority number two, equally as important, as Hayati mentioned earlier, is removing obstacles of our own team members to be able to do what they're best at doing. I would end that statement though in saying, you know, our, one of our other team commitments is empowering our people. But empowerment goes both ways. When you hand the ball off to somebody, in any sports analogy, they've got to take it. And so I think, again, reinforcing in our culture that a third of our team commitments is, you know, don't let progress kind of be overwhelmed by perfection. You know, we are an engineering organization. We have a lot of pride in what we do. We want to make sure we deliver the best in everything we do. That runs through the entire organization. That also drives a level of risk aversion or looking up for somebody else to, hey, can I do this? The old rule of it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission is what we're trying to drive through the organization right now. We don't violate laws, you know, we don't violate ethical code, but everything else is up for grabs when it comes to serving our customers and communities. So empowerment goes both ways. I can talk about it all day, but until somebody takes the ball and tries it, and even when they fail and they realize that's okay, as long as we learn from it, and I wish we would celebrate failures more. I have several every day, most of them I don't know about. You know, little violences that I, you know, I didn't say this, I didn't do that. I, you know, I want people to call me out on that. Hayati does. Absolutely. It's, it, Patrick, you, you put it very nicely. Empowerment is very close to my heart. You know, I mean, I've been around for a while, like Patrick has, and I always wanted to be empowered more when I was, you know, an earlier career professional. Uh, it's unbelievable when you go and open the space for our colleagues how much innovation, how much energy you get. Because no one wants to come and work for a company and control on every step of what they do every day. No one, particularly in this era that we live, the Gen X and Y and Z, they, they want to have the space. And of course, you know, they want to be kept accountable. So for the commitments that they, you know, right. they, they give, so yeah. absolutely. 
create the space. Yeah. I had a mentor. I used to work for her at Silent Monica Levy. Mm-hmm. You know, I was working for her when I first started in marketing and then just became into this water space. Um, but she would always coach me and say, always have a bias toward action, yeah. right? So because doing something and, like you said, failing is better than not doing anything and potentially missing a huge opportunity. Yeah. So. And uh, as uh, Gandhi once said, no one ever built a legacy by standing still. That's more profound than no good story ever starts with. I had a salad for lunch today, or whatever that <laughs> phrase is. <laughs> Much more profound. <laughs> or no one ever reached the destination without starting the journey. Right? Similar. Okay, we're, we're riffing. Yeah, yeah, you guys are doing great. <laughs> Since we're here at WEF Tech, WEF is an incredible partner of ours. I'd just like to close our conversation um, with your thoughts on the show and some of the work that you're doing here interesting things that you're seeing let's start with you patrick can you share with our listeners a little bit of the history of our work with wef and your experience at the show so far sure yeah so i I mean i'm in my ninth year here and this is you know a few of my favorite days of the year and the reason for that is because it's one it's great to be at our booth and to be able to see how our presence has grown over the years the platform that we built and it will only get bigger and better as we go along. And that platform is the energy and enthusiasm of our colleagues at the booth, seeing them as a team, but also just the energy, more importantly, of the customers coming in, either current customers or prospective. But there's a real vibe around the Xylem booth. Second thing is I have a lot of respect for everyone else here at WebTech. I mean, you know, it grows, I think, every year. It's great to be back truly in person. I know a number of people that may be listening aren't able to be here, and so we hope that gets easier next year. But uh, I think just the discussions around, you know, the intersection of climate change and water infrastructure, this is the time. You know, water is, it's always been the big issue, but I think it's just becoming more in the forefront. And you can get that feel in terms of traffic here coming in. Especially when I see people, I hear people talking outside the conference center before they walk in, and they're not in the water industry. They're young people, other people that get a ticket to come in because they hear there's like some water thing going on here in New Orleans. That's, that's cool. The third thing for me, lastly, would be what I think, and again, this is in no reflection on anybody else here at WEFTAC, what it's really reinforced to me, every year I come here, I'm like overwhelmed by the number of players in the water space so many overlapping technologies and that's great i mean customers should have multiple solutions that that's great that makes us all better but it really reinforces to me in my last comment and that is purpose as a company you know i i spent some time this morning at my favorite spot of the booth and that is our watermark solicitation you know Everybody who comes by and get the barcode, the QR code, sign in, cost them nothing, two minutes at a time. We're not, we're not selling them anything. $5 per person goes to our Watermark program on us, not from them, on us. And that differentiates us because that idea that, yes, we're creating economic value. And I want to thank our customers and partners for doing business with us and allowing us to do that. But then the fact that we then go the extra mile, including with them, 
to give back in our communities is a big deal for me. And I think, I think that right now is what differentiates us from others at WebTech. I'd love to be here next year, and we'd have to be talking about a differentiator because everybody else will be doing it. Yeah. They're not. So that's a challenge to all of our partners here at WebTech is go make it happen. And then that makes us better and bigger. What about you, Hayati? What are some of your takeaways at WebTech? So Interesting far? enough, this is my first WebTech. Okay, I've been some other voter shows around the world. First, uh, I'm so proud of our partnership with WEF and what our colleagues have done uh, with the booth. The way that they have connected our solutions uh, and linked them to a customer problem, you know, a customer pain, as I mentioned earlier. That's incredible, you know, we gotta take that to the next steps going forward and move it, you know, bit, bit beyond our brands and our technologies to customer problems, okay? So that's, that's why we are here. That's the problem we are, we are solving. And as Patrick said, I'm proud of the leadership position together with very respected, well-respected peers we've got here that we're taking. And, and maybe the last thing, it's, you know, of course we want to get our products into customers' operations. Of course we are competitive people. But another thing that differentiates us, we are creating a movement a movement of industry over youth, which you know I am very passionate about. And I've seen a number of students actually yeah, coming and showing interest. I know they are not in the water sector. They they are students at high school or university. They're curious. So events like this I think are, are incredible opportunities for us to enlist, you know, people uh, into our movement that we want to create, which is about solving water for billions of people on Earth. The last thing I would say is give a shout out to, I don't think most of our colleagues and those listening in understand or appreciate the depth of the talent we have here at Xylem here at WebTech and the number of panels that we lead or are a part of. And that's come a long way for us. And I can assure everyone listening in that if you want to get involved in being enlisted as an ambassador of Xylem, whether you be a Xylem colleague or one of our colleagues externally, there are more panels around the world that we can probably even staff, but WefTech shines in that regard. So people go out and check out the WefTech page and they'll see a lot of our panel sessions on repeat and you all would be damn proud to see your colleagues and what they, what they do and how they shine. Awesome. I also would add for you both just because I, so I walk into the booth this morning and I see Hayati first and Hayati is talking to George Hawkins. Who's From DC been, Water, yep. yep. Yeah, so you're talking to George and then you run into somebody else and on the way over here to the podcast table and it's just, it's for as much as this industry is growing and expanding and the presence is building, yeah. it's still a tight-knit community. Yes. And I think yeah. there's an inherent respect for everyone here and mm-hmm. I love that. I, I well, well said, you've got founders of the movement and George is one of them. Uh, I believe Xylem is, is one of them. There are many others that are out there. Again, building a platform. This is not done in a year or a decade. I think it can be done in a generation. You know, my responsibility here, along with Hayati and the team, is to simply create the culture and the platform to go do that. But 
of all the team commitments that we've made, I think number one is communities and customers first. That's the true north. Well, I just have one final question and I ask every guest on Solving Water this uh -oh. question. Uh -oh. <laughs> it's a real heavy hitter. Um, I'm always so interested because it's really varied, which seems kind of crazy considering it's the same question for everybody. And I even ask guests who've been on multiple times it. So I'll start with you, Patrick. What's the most important thing you've learned in the water business so far? Wow. And there's a lot, right? Yeah. You listed off so many wonderful things, that, so it's hard to... As profound as the water challenge is, and how simple it is to solve it. Again, simple and easy are not synonyms. Okay? Things can be simple, but really hard to do. <laughs> so as simple as solving the water challenges are, I think what still to this day I struggle with is getting people's attention to it until they don't have it. And whether that be at a household level or whether it be businesses that are making lots of money off of certain manufacturing facilities and all of a sudden they have stoppage because they don't have water and they have lost economic profits and then they have to, they decide they're in a water stress area and they decide to relocate, they restructure. Now jobs are lost in the community because they moved somewhere else. Water is not a sector. Water runs through every aspect of our life, every aspect. And I think that's one of the challenges we still have is to, not just asylum, but anybody who cares about water is to get rid of the word sector. That's a silo. Water is the essence of life. It's not complicated. It's just difficult. But the solutions exist to get at it. And that's why I profile solutions rather than the fear of doing nothing as a result of that. Long answer to a short question. <laughs> well, that was a great answer. Well, now I'll ask you, hi, Eddie, the same question. Most important thing you've learned in the water business so far? I'll give you a long answer, too. I am relatively new in water industry. Okay? It's two and a half, three years now. Coming into water industry took me back to my childhood. I grew up in northeast mountains of Turkey in a very small village with 50 houses. I tell you what, water, running water in our house and sanitation in the house was not on the menu. It was on nobody else's house. So water was our first thing that we did every morning. Whole family, we walked 400, 500 meters, okay, to the small, the one river we had in town, in, in, the, in the village and we brought the water to home and that was the water that we, we had available for a whole day. So I moved on, you know, we moved on to other industries. I forgot about water. I took it granted. Like billions who have access to clean water and sanitation, like they do. What I learned is, coming back to water industry, you cannot take water granted. Two billion people don't have access to clean water still. From my childhood, some 40 years past, okay? So I'm now disclosing my age. And you know, over a billion people don't have to, uh, access to sanitation. Th that is the challenge we've got in front of us. 
And I'm so proud that I could have a shred of contribution along with 17,000 colleagues we have in this company. Wow. Thank you both so much for making I thought your time. Pro, I, thought your, I thought your tough question was going to be like, what our favorite like song is or our favorite artist we or can, we can, yeah, our we favorite can. book. or I, you know, I, It was not going to be so profound as what we've learned about water. So. <laughs> it's, it's so unique, though, and yes. we learn something new every time. And I, But both your answers were great. But you can also tell us what your favorite song is if you'd like. Oh, it's hard to get a song. I'll, I'll give <laughs> you my favorite, my favorite band. Your favorite band. Uh, it's very simple. It's called Radiohead. Radiohead. I can always do. I can always get to like my top three. When I get to five or ten, I'm like, oh my god! But number one, Radiohead. I don't struggle with, with my top ten. I don't struggle with my top five. I always struggle with my most favorite band. But I love Pink Floyd. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah, so in my top five. Yeah. <laughs> Wow! Now I now I want to know more. Like, what's your favorite movie? And okay, anyway, we're throwing Miles Davis also. But anyway. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I'm really grateful that you guys gave me some time today, and I'm sure our listeners are going to love this. Very much appreciate you being here. Well, thank you. I think I can say this is the best part of my day so far, and you've made that possible. So, thanks for your time. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Amanda. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having us. A big thank you to all our Solving Water listeners for joining me for today's episode, one of nine in our WefTech 2022 series. And a shout out to all our guests who made the time in New Orleans to have such interesting and meaningful discussions. Links to more info for each show will be included in individual episode show notes. And let me know what you think of our content here at Solving Water, a Xylem podcast, by contacting me, Amanda Holloway, directly at amanda.holloway.com at xylem.com or find me on LinkedIn. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks everyone.